Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster, kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder, too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends, and she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one, and the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kids' imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th, and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today's episode is sponsored by Honest History. Honest History is an awesome nonfiction magazine for kids. Each issue addresses a specific theme, and the illustrations and writing make the content fun for kids. It's tough to find good nonfiction literature for kids, and Honest History is just that. Visit honesthistorymag.com and use promo code KIDSTORIES for a super discount. Now let's get on to some shout-outs. Merrick and Maddox from Flagstaff, Arizona. Enjoy the stories. Thanks for that drawing, Maddox, and happy birthday, Merrick! I think if you two were characters in the Valleytown stories, you'd be dragon brothers who protected the mist fairies. Kismet from Seattle likes the podcast. Thanks for listening, Kismet. I think if you were a character in the Valley, you'd be a magician who does goofy magic, and you'll never know if it'll work quite right. Harrison, Wyndham, and Roland from Connecticut all enjoy the stories. If you three were characters in the valley, you would be the leaders of the Gemrock Mines Dojo, protecting the valuable gems from bandits and cave trolls. Olivia and Jonathan Hampson from Belmont, Massachusetts are fans. I think if you two were characters in the valley, you'd be cave troll spies who dress up as cave trolls and infiltrate their troll groups to stop them. Today's episode is titled Howl at the Moon, Part 3. I hope you like it. Old Witch Tubes and Gray followed Professor Pilsen into the glowing forest tree. They stepped onto soft grass among tall trees. The moon and stars hung in the clear sky and brightened up the forest below. So which way do we go? Tubes asked. Pilsen lifted his head into the air and sniffed deeply. Being a werewolf, his sense of smell was heightened. This way, he said. Pilsen walked cautiously, and Tubes and Gray followed. They turned their heads to the left and right as they walked, keeping an eye out for other werewolves. They snuck around with their heads hunched down, creeping from tree to tree and stone to stone. Pilsen followed his nose, and they slunk through the forest like thieves. Eventually, Pilsen pointed off into the distance, and the three laid down in the grass. They looked where Pilsen pointed and saw some werewolves near a stream. The heroes watched 
as each werewolf bent down, picked up a very large stone, and walked away. Those werewolves are moving strangely, noticed Gray. I see it too, said Pilsen. They appear to be sleepwalking. A werewolf typically moves like a predator, prowling and constantly on the lookout. But these werewolves moved stiffly, like robots. They seemed to not notice the world around them, like they were moving around automatically and without thought. Tubes, Gray, and Pilsen followed the werewolves from a distance. The werewolves led them to a small village of tents and little buildings. All around the village, werewolves were milling about, doing different things. Some were chopping wood, others were hammering large stones into square bricks, and others were stacking those bricks to build a large castle. The nearby castle was not finished, but even half-built, it looked massive. All the werewolves working around the village and the castle moved like they were sleepwalking. Some even had their eyes closed. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Gray asked. They're brainwashed, said Tubes, like someone is controlling them somehow. Looking upon this village from their hiding place, it made a little more sense. Someone or something was controlling these werewolves, making them build this castle. Look, there, near the castle, whispered Pilsen. The heroes then noticed Calvin and Mallory at one of the half-finished walls of the castle. The two kids spread mortar between bricks as other werewolves placed new bricks on the wall. Tubes, Gray, and Pilsen noticed other humans working around the castle and even some cave trolls. Cave trolls and humans and werewolves building a castle together, said Gray. This is bonkers. We've got to get those kids out of here. If we try and take the kids back to the valley, then they will probably remain hypnotized, said Tubes. We need to find out what's causing all this and, and deal with it. We can't do anything from this hiding place, said Pilsen, and an all-out attack is impossible. There are too many of them. We need to find the leader, the one responsible for putting everyone in a trance, said Tubes. We must try and become one of them said Pilsen. If we act like we're sleepwalking, like they are, perhaps they won't notice us. We can explore the area until we find what is responsible for all this. And what if it doesn't work? asked Gray. What if they notice and attack us? Then we grab the kids, get out of here, and figure the rest out later, said Pilsen. Tubes and Gray nodded. The three heroes slowly stood up. They closed their eyes halfway and calmly walked toward the camp. On the way into the small village, they picked up some logs. They figured that carrying something would make it look like they were busy doing something. As they got closer, they noticed that none of the other creatures were looking at them, like they didn't even notice them. Tubes, Gray, and Pilsen slumbered through the village like they had just gotten out of bed. All around the castle, people and creatures placed bricks and worked to build up the growing castle. After wandering for a bit, they heard a voice giving orders. The heroes did their best to look around without looking around. They walked straight ahead, as if heading directly for a specific place. 
Out of the corner of their eyes, they saw who was yelling orders. A werewolf. Its bright white and gray fur sparkled in the moonlight. A glowing blue crystal in the shape of a claw hung from a necklace around the werewolf's neck. The werewolf was yelling at other creatures who were in a trance, telling them what to do. Tubes, Gray, and Pilsen were very excited to find the creature behind all this, but they did their best to remain calm. They needed to remain hidden among the sleepwalking crowd. Tubes jerked her head toward a nearby building, hinting to Gray and Pilsen to go inside so they could talk. They calmly walked into the nearby empty building. That's likely the one, said Tubes. You saw it? You saw her necklace? That pendant is the source of her power. If we can grab it, then maybe all this will stop, said Gray. We should surround her from a distance, began Pilsen. Then all at once we close in on her. The pendant should be our main focus. If we don't get the pendant, then there's no way out. Tubes and Gray nodded in agreement. The three turned to leave the empty building, only to see the white wolf in the doorway. Her massive werewolf body blocked the entire doorway, and she growled at the heroes. Intruders! How dare you enter my kingdom! The werewolf yelled. Now you'll stay here forever! The pendant hanging from the werewolf's necklace shone brighter and brighter. Gray and Tubes rushed the beast, but were knocked back by the power of the wolf claw pendant. In a flash, Pilsen transformed into a werewolf. He grew in size and was just as big as the white wolf. He felt the power of the wolf claw crystal. The three heroes stood frozen in the light of the magical pendant. Pilsen noticed Tubes and Gray looking sleepy. Their eyes were closing. They were becoming hypnotized by the power of the white wolf. He could feel its magic working on him as well. Pilsen could not attack this beast. The magic was too powerful and it was pushing him away. He turned and ran right into the wall of the empty building they were in. His huge werewolf body tore a hole right through the wall and he stumbled to the ground outside. Pilsen stood and noticed the other werewolves outside coming for him. The sleepwalking werewolves and cave trolls were looking right at him and they were running toward him. Pilsen considered going back to grab Calvin and Mallory, but there were too many werewolves after him now. Pilsen broke into a sprint. He leaped forward and ran as fast as he could possibly run. His massive werewolf body stretched out in the moonlight as he ran back to the forest tree. A crowd of sleepwalker werewolves were running after him. Pilsen didn't stop or look back. The forest tree opened up as he got close. Pilsen leaped into the tree and fell back out into the dark forest. He took a deep breath and sprinted south for the valley town dojo. The sun was just now rising over the valley. Pilsen knew that showing up to the valley town dojo as a werewolf was dangerous, but in his werewolf form, he was unbelievably fast. In just minutes, he approached the small buildings of the valley town dojo. The ninjas were beginning their morning training routine in the outdoor training area. Tatiana was setting up her archery targets. Tim and Ray were arranging obstacles. Bulis and Benben put the climbing wall together. Pilsen burst out of the nearby forest and leaped into the middle of the training area. The ninjas all jumped back in shock. They instinctively reached for their weapons and surrounded Pilsen. 
Before they could attack, Pilsen growled, Momo! And Master Momo ran out of the main dojo building. He was shocked to see a werewolf standing among his ninjas. Momo ran closer, but not too close. Momo, quick, to the dark forest. You have to come now, said Pilsen. Pilsen? asked Momo. Is that you? It is. There's much to explain, but we have to go now. I always knew you were a werewolf, said Momo. Oh, you did not, said Pilsen. Well, I suspect it anyway, said Momo. You heard him, ninjas. Grab your gear and let's go. Pilsen will explain on the way. The ninjas scrambled to grab their weapons and adventure bags. They revved their scooters into high gear and followed Pilsen back into the dark forest. The end. Thanks for listening, everyone. Now for some awesome shout-outs here at the end. Braley and Caden shared some fantastic drawings. Thank you for sharing your artwork. You two are awesome. Gemma Watson listens nonstop, and she sent along a cool drawing as well. Thank you, Gemma. You're awesome. Caleb Carmona drew a really great tree beast. I loved it. Thanks so much for that, Caleb. You're awesome. And Sally and Gus are big fans with great drawings and big ideas as well. Thanks for everything, Sally and Gus. You're awesome. The website is kidstoriespodcast.com. Send your drawings and everything to kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. And find much more content at patreon.com forward slash kidstoriespodcast. Adios.